It's the 18th of October 2023. So the rains retreat, it's three month period, it's gone by very, very quickly. And we're close now to the end of the rains. And so this time it uh, passes really fast, but we should be using that time with our effort, putting forth our effort. This is what we call Viriya Lampa, so the putting forth of effort. And it's really important to do that in a consistent way. So when we go on arms round and then we eat, we have our efforts and then and then we make a determination as well that when we finish eating that we'll go and do walking meditation, sitting meditation, to always have that as of a mood in our minds. Or for lay people, they go off to work and then they think, when I finish work I'll go home and then I'll do the evening chanting, I'll listen to Dhamma, I'll sit in meditation. So we just carry on training ourselves like this, putting our effort in in a consistent way until it connects up. And we have mindfulness there as well and have a lot of that and try to grow in mindfulness, try to make our samadhi even more firm. In the beginning, this is something that can be a bit difficult to do. And it can be hard because throughout the day, we can send our minds out so much. And all the things that they go out are all issues of self. It's all about me, it's all about them. It's all about a being, an individual self, me or you. And that's all it's about. And so there's this delusion that's there, that's deluded in terms of self. So when a mood comes up, sometimes we're able to let go of that, but at other times we can't put that down. That's something that we still cling to. And that's because our wisdom is not yet enough, and our samadhi is not yet firm. But if we're close to wise people, this can help us a lot. They can teach us and give us methods. So it's like one time that Ajahn Chah, he was uh, receiving a lay guest, and this person was uh, sad that they had been separated uh, from something that they loved. Uh, But as he was teaching that person, then someone else came along and this other person had much more suffering than what they did. And so the first person, uh, they felt like the suffering that they had just disappeared. That um, they were suffering over uh, selling things and not having uh, much money. But someone else came with much more suffering from being separated from those that they loved. And so through this comparison, then the person with less suffering was able to let go. 
Or like another time that someone came and they came with great heaviness in their heart on these issues that were there, that they were holding on to, feeling very weighed down by them. And there was a bucket of water. And so Ajahn Chah asked this person to lift up this bucket of water. And they were standing there lifting that, and then Ajahn Chah just started talking about this and that. And he didn't tell the person to put the bucket down, so they didn't put it down, they just carried on holding it. So Ajahn Chah, he talked about uh, this thing and that thing until uh, this person felt a bit more at ease. And then he asked this uh, layman, well, is that heavy? And he felt it like it was heavy, both the bucket that he was holding that was heavy and his heart was heavy as well. And so he said, yes, it is heavy. And then Ajahn Chah asked, well, if it's heavy, then why don't you put it down? And he was able to put that down. And both this physical feeling and also this, these emotions, these uh, heavy feelings in his heart, And so he was very intelligent in the way that he taught and was able to teach in a way that allowed people's suffering to disappear. So now we may not have the opportunity to be close to someone wise like that. So therefore we need to train ourselves. We need to teach ourselves a lot. And we need to find the wise being within our own heart. We need to seek out the wisdom in ourselves. So we need to put an effort for ourselves and try to train in mindfulness and samadhi a lot. Initially, everything is just a matter of self. Everything we look at is self. It's all me, mine. The hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth and skin, all of this is me, belonging to me. And the the heart clings to all of it as being me, belonging to me. So we can try touching our bones on our hands. So with our left hand we can touch the bones on the right hand and touch the, the various fingers. So there's the thumb and the index finger, the middle finger, the ring finger, the little finger. So touching all those fingers and underneath there's just bones that are there. And then there are the other various bones of the body, the skull and the collarbones, the various bones in the arms and the legs and the feet, the hands, the ribs. Many, many different bones in this body. And we we take all of them as being me. But which one is me? Which of these bones is me? And if we don't have wisdom, we take all of them to be me, belonging to me. That this body is all me and mine. Every single part of it is mine. And even the food that we eat in order to nourish this body so it can survive. When we take that food in, we say that 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 food is now me. And so we attach to even that. But if we have wisdom, then we look at that and we see how it's not me, it doesn't belong to me. 
If we have wisdom, then it's easy to see it in that way, very clearly. So we all want to see that. We listen to Dhamma, we want to gain that kind of understanding, so that the heart becomes uplifted and joyful. We want to really see how these things aren't me, not belonging to me. And so that when we sit, the heart's very light, the body can feel very light, then we can contemplate and see all of these things very clearly. But sometimes we do that, and then we come out of samadhi, or the samadhi reduces, and then self immediately appears. The self comes up once more. Things belonging to me comes up once more. But whatever the case, we should be cautious and maintain our mindfulness. Even though there may just all be issues of self, we may be taking everything personally, we try to have mindfulness there. Even though this anger may come up again, and so it's normal for the mind, it's like this, to be angry sometimes. Or maybe it uh, gets greedy Or maybe there's a version that comes up. But throughout this we try to maintain our effort, try to maintain our sincerity. So now it's close to the end of the Rains Retreat, this Vasa period. But we should set our hearts on continuing our practice through to the end of this Rains and then Outside of the reins, we carry on practicing as well. Because really, there is no reins retreat, there is no outside of the reins retreat. And why is that? Well, it's because the defilements arise all the time, both within the reins and outside of the reins. And this is true as well for Marga, the path, and seeing the Dhamma. This can arise at all times. It's not something that's constricted by time. So it's akaliko, it's timeless, it's not constrained by time. Ehipasiko is something which is inviting us to see it, and something that we should take within ourselves and see within ourselves. So in this way we should put in our efforts, having sila, virtue, as our foundation, having a lot of mindfulness. And so may you be firm in your efforts, training your mind. And why? Well, it's because this body is of the nature to deteriorate. And so it's just constantly going in that direction. But now we can walk, now we can sit. So we should use this opportunity to meditate, to be training our minds. And then as we do that, then we'll experience some peace. And then meditation practice becomes enjoyable, becomes fun. And that the body and the mind feel very light. And then we feel like, oh, this is much easier than it was before. We can see that this is the way that will 
take us to seeing the Dhamma, attaining to the Dhamma. But before we get to that point, that all the things we do is trying to find methods that will bring our minds to calm and peace. But sometimes we know what this path is, and we have experienced some of that, and it becomes easier, but even then we can become confused as to what to do next. But we should just have a lot of mindfulness. If the mind is thinking about many different things, we can try bringing up a mantra or meditation word and reciting that a lot or contemplating a lot in order to settle the mind down. So this opportunity that we have, it's a very good one. That our external environment is peaceful. We're not in a country where there's war or there's great um, chaos or disturbance that's going on. That where we are, that practitioners are able to practice, it's conducive for that. If we're in a place where there was lots of agitation, chaos, then it's very difficult to practice. So this is a good opportunity that we have, this external peace that we have, and we use that opportunity to find internal peace as well. Because if outside is all chaotic, then it's hard to find this internal peace. So we should be collected, we should be cautious, having our virtue with us, and then just carrying on with this practice. And if we do that, then it won't take a long time for us to understand the Dhamma, to see the Dhamma, to see the nature of things being just the way they are. So looking at this body, for instance, so if the mind doesn't order the body to do something, um, then it doesn't move. That the brain is there and it's functioning, but there aren't these thoughts. And so then the body just remains still. But if the mind gives an order to speak, uh, then the brain receives that order, it sends it to the nervous system, and then the various parts of the body to do with speech, they start working and moving. But if those parts aren't functioning, then even though the mind can give the order, the body doesn't follow that. And so it's the same with walking, with moving around, various things that we can do with the body. That if those parts aren't working, then we can't do those activities anymore. And so the body, it's really not something that we're able to just control, able to give, to, to order about. And sometimes someone is allergic to medicine, and this gives them this great dizziness. But who is it that feels dizzy? It's just the body, and that's it. It's the body that's out of balance. There's an allergic reaction that's going on. But none of that is self. 
If there's delusion there though, then we attach to that and we take it to be me, take it to be self. So we should contemplate this and ask ourselves, well, where is that self within that process? There's just this feeling that has come up, but in the past that feeling wasn't there. It's something that's just come up now, and in no long time it will fade, it will disappear. But if we're lacking in wisdom, then we say that it's my feeling. It's my feeling that's come up. But really it's just a part of nature. And if we have wisdom, then we'll see that it's just a body. It's merely feelings, merely the mind, merely Dhamma. So may you put in your efforts and persist in training in this way and have wisdom like this. And may you set your hearts on this.